It's astounding. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its toll. But listen closely. Not for very much longer. I've got to keep control. I remember doing the crime war. Drinking those moments when the blackness would hit me. It's just a jump to the left. With your hands on your hips. Good morning. Welcome to Crime Talk BK. We're your hosts, Joanna Perpich and Megan Duffy. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, late at night. <laughs> Again. I know. Well, now I'm back in New York, so at some point we can go back to being in the studio. Um, but anyway, let me see. So, uh, Megan, are you ready to talk about the elections? I do. Oh, there's a fruit fly. Um I have updates on Jacob Wall. Okay, why don't we... Okay. And I've got some other things totally non-election related. So if you want to start with that, that's cool. Because I, all I did was vote today. <laughs> so, so. Uh, well, I have quite a bit of election stuff. So maybe we can disperse it throughout the episode. Because that's really the only stuff I was looking at was full court press. Yeah. Our democracy is doing, which is not great. Fair. Um, so, I guess my first question to you is, what was your voting experience like today? Oh, uh, I went at around uh, one o'clock. The poll opened. At, the poll place opened at noon. It's over in Coney Island. I was boozy AF, so I took a car there because, you know, that's the way it is these days. It took me longer to get there than it took me to vote. You voted drunk? No, bougie. Not boozy. Bougie. Bougie. No, I did not vote drunk. I was like, wow. (laughs) No judgment. No judgment. I'm sure you circled the right, filled in the right person, but (laughs) bougie. Bougie. It was raining today, so. Yeah. Uh, But there weren't any lines or anything like that. There was a short line. Outside, but it's a you know because it's a community center, so um, they have it set up in almost like a roundhouse fashion in the room, mm-hmm. and you're you're brought in, you're asked your name, and you're pointed to the right table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I voted yesterday, and uh, there is a early voting place near my apartment on Irving, mm-hmm. and. Uh, if you're kind of on the border of uh, Bushwick and Ridgewood, this is probably the polling location people would be going to. And it was, yeah, it's like in a community center, some sort of school or something. And uh, it was in like a big gym. Mm-hmm. Felt very safe. 
no lines out front, just walked straight inside. And I was waiting around like 6.30 after work. And uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. They gave me this cool pen that has a rubber nib on the end. Oh, stylus. Yeah, but it's a pen too. Cool. Did you get one? No, I got a stress ball. What? They didn't give you a... My polling location special. Yeah, so, I yeah got a, so. they gave me a stress ball. I'm like, it's going to take more than this. Thanks. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny. But the idea was, was that they gave you your own pen when you walked inside so that you could use a stylus to sign your name. Mm-hmm. And then it turns into a pen at the booth so you can fill out your piece, your pen. And so it's like hygienic and then you get to keep it. So I have a really cool pen that says, vote NYC, Board of Elections. <laughs> nice. I always bring my own pens, though. So I was there with my ballot and my pen in hand, ready. Like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Did you do um, mail-in and just drop it off? I brought it there to make sure okay. I was filling it out right. Because uh-huh. uh, just, you know, I so, because I got the first one and I filled it out. And then they sent me the second one in that earlier fiasco. Uh-huh. I was like, well, I better just use this one. So I brought yeah. it in. And filled out my people, but I wanted to make sure that I signed and dated at all the right spots and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I just dropped it off. Do they put me? Do they make you put it in the machine, or is it? No, you put it. You seal it up in the envelope, and you put okay. it in the box in front of somebody. Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. That's funny that we both voted two different but equally as important ways. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but from a COVID perspective, I felt very safe in mine. Um, everybody was wearing masks. They gave you hand sanitizer before you walked in. And uh, it was all, like, very spread out. I, yeah, I'm very thankful that there were no lines. Um, I have a friend who's a reluctant voter because he doesn't believe in democracy. No, I'm kidding. He does. He's actually... A- I was going to say, what is he, a fascist? <laughs> no, he, like, he is, like, super pro-democracy, but he is just, like, not very excited about Bernie Sanders. And, I mean, he's very excited about Bernie Sanders, not about Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's also, like, going through a really rough time right now. And he's, I don't think, in, like, the best headspace for something like this. And so I'm just like, hey, buddy, why don't you come with me and we'll vote together. Do I know this person? You've met him in passing, but not really, no. Yeah. Okay. And, um, yeah, so it was... It was kind of fun. I did my responsibility of taking my non-voting friend. And uh, he definitely voted for Joe Biden. <laughs> Good. No spite votes. This Now is that the time for spite voting. Can't do that this year. He did not spite vote. Yeah, I think he's just like, I should just vote for myself. And I'm like, you will have one vote. I guess theoretically one day it would be kind of fun to vote for yourself for president in like an election where it's like you're pretty certain your person's going to win. Am I the only person who thinks that sounds like fun? I think Uh that's fun. Uh I'll vote for myself for judge or something. Okay. Yeah, put yourself in as a judge. (laughs) Or the DA. But anyway, um, 
Yeah. So, um, but it made me think about how we call people like left or right. And then on the ballot, the Democrats are to the left and the Republican candidate is to the right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, ding, ding, ding. I I actually, I actually also filled out my uh, people in the working families party columns because (laughs) there is a push by the right to get rid of that particular third party in the city and the state. So I voted for my people that I wanted in the working family party's column to to keep the working family party in play. Well, I wish I'd known that. Yeah. So if you, if you haven't voted yet, you can do that too. Which column is the working families party column? Does it say, or it's the, it's far, it's on the far right. Like uh, towards the end, like, you know, mm. there's the Democrats, the Republicans, and there's like Libertarian, Independent, and I think the Working Families Party is the last one. I think it's the last one, yeah. Because um, the Family um, Party, they always have people running. I was actually surprised that there wasn't, as, that they weren't on the ballot as much as they usually are. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, so it was overall like a pretty positive experience, especially during COVID. Um, it's good to know that our vote counted, except I don't know. I was like tired or something. I made a bunch of um, little snafus. I was like, I had like my ballot and I'm taking it to the machine and I'm like walking behind everybody in line who's voting, which you're not supposed to do. You're supposed to walk between your thing and the person next to you and just go directly and mm-hmm. then I got there, and I tried to cut in front of somebody because I wasn't paying attention. And then they were like, "Ma'am, ma'am, can't." Oh, you that. got the you got the ma'am, girl. You got ma'am. Well, I could hear it in their head. Yo, I know. There's a tone that goes with ma'am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't get ma'amed anywhere outside the South, of which I don't mind because I think it's cute. I don't mind getting ma'amed in the South because it means something completely different down there than it does here in New York City. I like ma'am people all the time up here because it's like habit i guess but you're you're from the south and people but i don't have a southern accent and people get really people get really offended yeah they do yep and i'm just like ma'am excuse me because the other the synonym for ma'am is bitch up here like yeah (laughs) yeah or old lady but, like, someone snapped it back at me, and they're like, I am not a ma'am. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I think she might be. Uh-uh. I'm a, mi- I'm a Ms. Thank you. Ms. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's funny because um, I don't like being called Miss in the South because it makes me feel like a girl. Like, I don't, like, I'm not, like, a huge fan of being called Miss up here either, but I'm just, like... Um, resigned to it. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's you know there aren't that many alternatives. How much like is world? You could just call them, you know, what, or, or sweetie, very, very New York. You would be, hey, lady. I know. Which I I've don't mind. Lady a few times. I don't mind. It usually happens when I'm standing in line, staring at my coffee order, not paying attention. <laughs> like, lady. Go to the cash register. Hey, ladies. Okay. Uh, so, actually, our um, trying to focus here. It's mm. very difficult today. Um, 
but we've actually had a more positive voting experience than Bill de Blasio, which I find hysterical. He can blow me anyway. It's fine. Uh, so, um, Mayor de Blasio waited in line for three and a half hours to cast his vote. And yep. the New York Daily News reported uh, that he was munching on pizza during part of it. So he clearly suffered. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was just like, the Board of Elections needs to be reformed. And uh, so there's like this story that Ashton sometimes tells, tells me when I'm feeling irritated with government officials, which is um, like a few years ago, uh, People, there's like this big push to reform like the TSA because the lines at airports were so bad during the holidays. Mm-hmm. And um, Congress was about to recess, and they're just like, whatever, this isn't a big deal. Like, who cares? And they didn't do anything about it. And then they went and got on their commercial flights and waited in line, like these huge lines for like an hour. And then they got back, and that was one of the first bills they passed. Right. And it's so irritating. But this is like what I was thinking when I was reading the story about de Blasio waiting in a huge line to vote. <laughs> Just like, well, yeah, I feel like you might have a little bit more power than most to put pressure on the board of elections to do things. Well, maybe, I mean, that should also come from the state, right? Well, sure. But I mean, like, if, like, the mayor of the state's biggest city is upset over this, I'm sure you can put a little bit of pressure on the state-level people. Mm-hmm. Um, well, consider, considering how how quickly they turned this around for during COVID, it is pretty spectacular how they handled it, though. You have to give them credit. No. You don't? <laughs> because they already knew they were going to do early voting, I know. You know? Abs- I mean, they expanded it. They expanded it. They put in more places for early voting, and they expanded mail-in ballots. Sure, like the mail-in ballots. I'll, I'll grant them that. That was like because of COVID. But like most, or not most, but like a ton of states have early voting, and for much longer than New York does. Like Texas has already been doing early voting for I think like two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I mean. And there still aren't enough early voting locations. Like, this is something that I think that New York could have totally figured out. Um, But whatever. That's just my opinion. Um, There's currently 88 early voting locations in New York City. And, um, yeah, the wait times have been terrible. Uh, Let me see. Delays or long lines have been reported in Park Slope, parts of the Bronx, Soho, Lincoln Center. Someone stood in line for six hours in the Upper East Side. That's crazy. I just don't understand. Um, Let me see. Um, More than 450,000 people have voted in New York City over the past four days. The article, I think, came out yesterday Mm -hmm. or maybe on Monday. And um, I think New York had, what, two weeks of early voting? Like a week and a half? week and a half. Yeah. Started on the 24th, and it's going to Sunday, I think. Yes. It's just a week, actually. A week That's... and a day. Yeah, so there should definitely be more than that. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, what else? 
New York actually has also extended some of their early voting hours to help deal with the crowds. Uh, let me... Well, that is why I didn't go on the weekend, because I'm off this week, and I was like, well, go during the week. Don't stand in line if you don't have to. Yeah. Um, so they've extended, <laughs> they've extended the early voting hours, so... Uh, it is going to be Friday and Saturday, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m., and then Sunday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. You do need to wear your mask. You may or may not get your own stylus slash pen. Um, you know, like, bring hand sanitizer with you, etc. Go vote, go vote, go vote, please. Yes. Um, you can vote at any early voting location, and you can look up the locations at vote.nyc. Mm-hmm. And, um... Yeah, so I think that those are my voting experience slash early voting tidbits, but I feel like I'm forgetting something. Oh, um, U.S. early voting has topped 70 million so far across the country. This is historic levels of early voting. Um, And yeah, it's basically just a referendum on Trump. So people are showing up because they hate him or people are showing up because they... I guess love him, but I don't even, I guess we'll see. Um, let me see. So the 70 million people who voted, that is more than half of the total turnout of the two, 2016 election. And of, the er- of early voting? Uh, no, I think total. Well, mm, mm, how many people voted? 70 million. Okay, but Hillary, oh, well, maybe. Voter maybe. turnout the last election was kind of terrible. It was really low. It was like 46%. Uh, right, yeah. Yeah, early voting has reached half of the total number of ballots cast total in 2016 election. Um, let me see. And they suspect that it could be the highest voter turnout percentage terms in more than a century. And the U.S. Election Project, um, which is the people who've really been keeping tabs about, um, like, what they think will happen in terms of voter turnout, not necessarily in terms of who will win, um, are saying that uh, they think the voter turnout will be 150 million people, Mm -hmm. which is 65% of every person eligible to vote. Still could be better, but yes. And then Democrats at the moment have a two-to-one advantage in early voting numbers, uh, but Republicans have started to narrow that gap with early voting themselves. Um, In general, pundits are thinking that Democrats are more inclined to do early and mail-in voting, and Republicans are more excited to show up day of. I don't know why. Well, it's going to take them that long to walk out of the parking lot of Omaha. (laughs) Why don't you say what happens so folks can... Just, uh, I didn't read the entire article, but apparently there was a shit show after a Trump rally in Omaha, Nebraska, and hundreds of people were left stranded because there weren't enough buses to take them back to their parking lot, which was two and a half miles away. So people started walking in below freezing temperatures and or waiting for the bus. It was a complete disaster. It's like people couldn't find their cars and... Of course, you know, it's a Trump crowd, so people are older, and some folks had to go to the hospital for hypothermia. Yep. And they're walking down the sides of highways with no lighting. Yeah. That's nice. so dangerous. You know, he's lucky that nobody died. Uh, well, 
not yet. But, and I hope no one does. I'm not saying well, that. Well, everyone's out of the hospital. Like, in general, the people who had to get medical treatment um, got it in a very timely manner. Okay, good. So, yeah. Good. Um, that was a disaster. Well, on a uh, Trumpian note, um, remember uh, Jacob Wall that I had mentioned? Yeah, the, couple- the teeny bopper, right? The guy that looks like um, that stupid kid from Twilight. Yeah. Um, and his pal, Jack Berkman. They were arrested uh, for making um, upwards of 80,000 hoaxer robocalls to people in Michigan and New York, if mm-hmm. we all recall that. So they faced a hearing in the Southern District of New York for said robocalls. And Judge Victor Romero, who was appointed by Bill Clinton, is- issued a 66-page opinion calling accusing them um, of engaging in, quote, electoral terror and comparing their racist campaign to intimidate black voters um, to the bygone era of the Ku Klux Klan. Wow. Mm. Strong words. Strong words. Quote, the right to vote embodies the very essence of democracy, absent free and fair elections, uninfluenced by fear, the underpinnings of democratic rule would crumble. The United States Constitution, as enforced by Congress and the courts, enshrines these principles, quoting other relevant laws, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, I should, oh, in the current version of these events, the means um, defendants use to intimidate voters, though born of fear and similarly powered by hate, are not guns, torches, burning crosses, and other dire methods perpetrated under the cover of white hoods. Defendants carry out electoral terror using telephones, computers, and modern technology adapted to serve the same deleterious ends. Uh huh. Um, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Almost 85,000 robocalls conveying this message of what sounded like an urban woman saying that they're going to force vaccines on you and they're going to grab your personal information and send ice out for you and all this shit. Mm-hmm. So that happened this morning. Yep. Just got that report right before we jumped online. So that happened this morning. Um, not sure what they'll be sentenced to um, as of yet. They had been, I think they're still facing sentencing in Michigan as well. Well, I'm just glad that the judge is really speaking to the seriousness of what they're they've been trying to do. Yeah, he's a very good judge. He's a very smart judge. Um, I've encountered him a couple of times on civil matters. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. Fuck those guys. Fuck everybody. Oh, here. Oh, here is what I was looking for. Um, the defendants do not contest that they originated the robocalls. In fact, by their own admission and other public statements they reportedly made, they have worked overtly to influence potential voters through disinformation campaigns. Um, instead, as legal ground for their action, defendants advance a sinister and pernicious theory. They contend that the expressions these robocalls communicated constitutes free speech protected by the First Amendment. This Theory implicates a fundamental threat to democracy. The First Amendment cannot confer on anyone a license to inflict purposeful harm on democratic society or offer refuge for wrongdoers seeking to undermine bedrock constitutional principles. 
nor can it serve as a weapon they wield to bring about other our democracy's self-destruction. So there. I would call that legal blistering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, someone had to say it. Their attorney declined to comment on the ruling. Well, of course. Mm-hmm. I'm, what do you even say after something like that? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. So that's, um, I think that's all I had election related. What else did I have here? Oh, that's that. I had some other things pulled up. Beep, beep. Here we go. Um, what else do you got? You got anything interesting? Yeah, let me see. So, do, do, do. I was reading this article, I think that was by BuzzFeed, that was titled, What Will Election Night Look Like? And again, um, elections, um, election day is next Tuesday, so this will be our last podcast um, before we know the results or not, mm-hmm. as I will get into. Mm-hmm. Um, so the main message that I can't emphasize enough is that we probably will not know who has won the election on election night. Mm-hmm. And that if Trump says that he won, barring a blowout, um, we should be skeptical of that. And well, barring a blowout from either candidate, to be honest, um, because a lot of this is going to be potentially decided, especially in key battleground states, um, through mail-in voting, which makes me a little bit uncomfortable um, not because mail-in voting is bad, it's not, it's super safe, uh, but because there's probably going to be some, like, lawsuits and he'll have to work his way through the court. Um, the first polls will close at 6 p.m. Eastern on Election Day in parts of Indiana and Kentucky. Um, and then the last poll will close at 1 a.m. Eastern in Alaska. And so, you know, that whole night we're going to be getting um, certain, you know, like, on-the-ground numbers in. Mm-hmm. Um, if the election is close, um, it may initially look like uh, Trump is going to win, uh, regardless of the final outcome, uh, because, uh, again, Trump's supporters, Republicans, are more likely to vote in person, which will be counted more quickly and probably break for Trump. Mail-in ballots will likely go to Joe Biden. Again, don't panic if you don't know on election night. That is like very much probably how this is going to go. The states to watch are Arizona, Florida, North Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. Mm -hmm. Now, in my dreams, I will also be watching Texas, uh, which some people are speculating might flip and turn blue. I will like just scream for one hour straight our next show if Texas is for Joe Biden. And if Texas is for Joe Biden on election night then Joe Biden will almost certainly win because that is like 32, 36 electoral votes. Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone, yeah. yeah. I'm more interested in Texas than the rest of those states too because it's such a big poll. And also it would be such a huge coup. It would be, but I just don't know, you know? And for Texas at least, um, like early voting in Texas is very like built out. You know, I mean, I think it's like two or three weeks long. Yeah, they were like doing early voting when I was still down there like mm-hmm. a week and a half ago. Um, like at least in Houston and Harris County, which is the biggest 
population-wise county in the state, um, it's like the urban centers are blue, and then as you spike out towards the suburbs, because like a circle, um, it gets more red. I think that Texas is just going to be at like a coin toss. Like, I have no idea. So, we shall see. Um, honestly, with Texas, I'm a little bit more interested in the down-ballot races, just because I'm assuming that for president, Trump will probably win it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping that if Democrats do really well down-ballot, then for like the next election, Democrats will campaign more. Like, the presidential candidate will campaign more, because... Joe Biden has, like, not really been doing very much for Texas. And, um, I mean, it was kind of amazing that Kamala Harris visited this past, I think, two days ago. She held, like, um, like a town hall thing mm-hmm. for Biden supporters, which I was very impressed by because, in general, like, Texas is completely ignored. But it is really cool that the Democrats are forcing Trump to defend states that he probably thought he had in the bag. Yeah, it makes me happy. So, that's good. Um, yeah, so let me see. States like Arizona, Florida, and North Carolina have laws that allow them to process mail-in ballots before Election Day itself. So, um, we will probably have a pretty clear idea where they're going to go mm-hmm. on November 3rd. Uh, but Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Michigan, also very important swing states, don't process um mail-in ballots until election night so those results could be delayed if you have not yet sent in your mail-in ballot shred it and vote in person i'm sorry it's too late if you absolutely can if you have if you can vote in person yeah megan you cut off that's because my cat's face pushed my microphone button can you hear me was it like is skype recording it will that be an issue or no, no, that's fine. It was Beulah's face against my microphone. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I was the only one that couldn't hear it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, she yeah, she was rubbing her head on uh, the microphone. So okay. there she is. She's joining the conversation. Um, in the most inopportune place. Babe, could you move just a little bit? Thanks. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. We have a surprise guest on the podcast. There's always one cat butt. Anyway, um, yeah, so, yeah, so we'll, we'll just have to see how that turns out. Um, yeah, I guess if you, if you are voting mail-in because of COVID, um, in many areas, you will be able to drop your ballot, like, off at the, like, election site, you know? But it really is too late to go to the post office with it. You cannot go to the post office anymore with it. Yeah. Thanks to DeJoy. And COVID. I mean, COVID's a little bit of it, but then DeJoy removed all those automatic sorting machines. What are you doing? (laughs) Um, Let me see. So, also, we should not be surprised if there's litigation on Election Day and in the days afterward over vote counting, long lines, and other issues that could lead to voter disenfranchisement. Um, Now... There's like a complete chance that there could be a blowout for either candidate and they'll be fine. Um, No, it's not going to be fine for either candidate. It's only going to be fine for one candidate. Well, I mean, in terms of like civil unrest, right? uh, 
Okay. Like, the question of civil unrest comes into play if it's close and if either Trump or Biden calls the race on election night. Now, I think that one of those candidates is much more inclined to call on election night <clears throat> Trump. And so if that happens, I imagine that there's going to be pretty big protests on both sides. Uh, the National Guard was called into Texas um, to help handle protests like they've been called in like already. Uh, we've already covered on the show that the NYPD is uh, ramping up their like mobilization or whatever wonky word they're using to um, deal with protesters, which I'm sure will be a terrible response. Um, yeah, so I think that at this point, I'm personally more nervous about far-right militia groups protesting um, than Democrats, because in general, Democrats do not carry guns to protest. They carry suits <laughs> or whatever. Um, one of those things is definitely way more dangerous than the other. Um, anyway, it's going to be an interesting next couple weeks. And um, let me see. So if you're a lefty and you do want to protest, which frankly um, is most of our listeners, then you can go to the website Protect the Results. That's Protect the Results. And um, you can fill in their form. And they're working with community organizers across the country to organize protests on uh, November 4th. Very good. Um, you want to talk about ICE? Yeah. So there's a new report out by Gothamist today saying that ICE are back to using their old deceptive practices about calling themselves the NYPD when trying to apprehend people. That's so Hi. Hi, Ash. Um, <laughs> He's waving. <laughs> drop-ins. A lot of drop-ins today. Um, so... There was a report in, in Gothamist about this uh, from this woman, Maria, who declined to use her last name because she's also an immigrant. Although her and her husband have lived in this country peacefully for 30 years as taxpaying citizens. Mm -hmm. And um, she told WNYC and Gothamist that these people knocked on her door at, in Inwood at 630 in the morning saying they need to find her husband. And she's like, you know, she's alone at home with her three kids. She's like, he had already gone to work. And um, so they're like, and so she refused to open the door. And they're like, no, no, it's okay. Don't be afraid. We're from the 34th precinct. Um, you can call and verify, blah, blah, blah. So she opens the door because she sees through the peephole this woman in a jacket that says police and then like an NY uh -huh. logo on it. It's like, it sounds like a really bad sort of um, Holly like Hollywood-esque style costume. So she lets them in and they show her a picture of this dude that they're looking for. And she's like, that's not my husband. So they ask her for his phone number to clear up the confusion. And a few hours later, she gets the shock of her life when her husband calls her from ICE custody. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Yep. That's so... so yeah it's super fucking gross so um i mean the media of course reaches out to ice and the 34th precinct um 
Maria says that she visited the precinct later. The officer there on duty at the sergeant desk told her that police had not gone to her building and it had to be ICE. And um, so she has been trying to reach him at the New Jersey ICE Detention Center, which I didn't know. Why would he be there? I don't know, unless it's closer to Inwood than unless New York City doesn't allow them to have one. I don't know. Um, so um, there's I one s- in Manhattan. I thought so. Yeah. I um, don't know. Maybe it's full or I something. Yeah, I don't know. Um, ICE's regional spokesman, Marcus Johnson, said he couldn't respond to the, quote, unsubstantiated claims. But he did say that ICE officers do not purport themselves to be officers of the NYPD or any other law enforcement agency, which is a blatant fucking lie. Um, He said it's often dangerous law in an often dangerous law enforcement arena at the local, state and federal level. Being able to immediately identify yourself as law enforcement may be a life or death issue. Okay, so you got to lie about it. Uh-huh. The, oh, use of, the use of police identifiers is consistent with law enforcement agencies. Let's be clear, ICE isn't a law enforcement agency on the local level or the state level. Mm-hmm. It was created after 9-11. Um, so Mayor de Blasio sent ICE a letter citing numerous instances in which he'd heard their officers doing the same sort of thing, or they were members of a narcotics squad, stating that they were police, and told um, a number of men that they sought to arrest uh, on behalf of a precinct. On behalf of a precinct. Mm-hmm. Um, the... In his letter, it clearly states that the NYPD does not want ICE agents stating or implying that they represent the NYPD. It negatively affects the public safety mission of the NYPD and erodes trust in our communities, which there isn't much left in the first place. That's my yeah, opinion. But, I mean, still, you think this would be an easy win for <laughs> NYPD to just be like, we're not working with ICE. Yeah, right. Um, so, let's see. Oh, acting director of ICE, John Sandweg, under former President Barack Obama's administration, quote, says, ICE agents are police, and frankly, it is, it is an appropriate and important way of them identifying themselves for officer safety reasons. However, he did say that they cannot explicitly say that they are with a local police department without first getting the agency's permission. Well, that's gross, too. Yeah. So this this is going on. It's happening right now. Um, 54 immigrants arrested by ICE in early October in the New York City metro area. 30 were, 31 were convicted of crimes. But Maria's husband wasn't. He was a Mexican national who was arrested in September and charged with assault, attempted assault, attempted gang assault, criminal possession of weapons, and harassment. Those charges are pending. Hmm. Uh, and there's no info on, and Maria wouldn't talk about it, obviously. Yeah. There's, there's no information on any, on where those charges come from, whether he was 
I mean, this is September, so he could have been caught up in a protest that he didn't mean to walk in on. Yeah. You know what I mean? A number of things. Um, this, this of course, raises a lot of constitutional issues, which I won't get into, but it is um, the ACLU is now getting involved um, because of the, and the Immigrant Defense Project is also getting involved. So please, um, if the police officer knocking on your door looks like he's for Hollywood Extra, out of central casting, don't believe them. Don't answer your door to the police unless they have a warrant. Don't answer your door to anyone ever. Yeah. It's COVID. Leave it there, please. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. (sighs) Anyway, we need to get rid of ICE and we need to get rid of the Electoral College. There are so many things that we need to get rid of. I know it. We need to get rid of Amy Comey Barrett. What did I see someone call her today? Amy Phony Parrot. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I saw that on Twitter. Mm. I've been Mm -hmm. trying to, like, not read that news because I just... I need to, like, not... Die. Die. Something die. Needs to off my list. Like it's just too much. I don't want to die inside. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm our my cold dead heart is fine. I'm just mad. mad. <sighs> just it's like I mean this is I think the first year six months where I have been um like actively involved in activism. You know, I think that before this, I would, um, you know, like pay attention to issues, read stuff and try to like talk to folks about it. But this is the first time where I'm like in any way interacting with like strangers about, you know, important stuff like this. Oh, I know. It's so exhausting. (laughs) It is. Because I run a newsletter and so it's like every week I uh, like read the news and all the horrible things and I figure out how to say it in a way that people will care about and hopefully do something about. But it's um, like, yeah, Amy Coney Barrett, I'm just like, I just can't like, <laughs> I just can't right now. Nope. Nope, I can't. So. Whereas, like, you know, the thing that is so infuriating is because Merrick Garland couldn't even get a fucking hearing 260-some days out from the election, and she gets jammed through a week before the election. It's just wild. It's like, um... I need more wine. God damn it. <laughs> I was reading this meme, and it's like, the founding fathers... Um, oh... My mom drinks Boda Box. She likes it. That's the old vines in. Uh, But yeah, there's like this meme that was kind of like, founding fathers, electoral colleges are good for like the rural vote or whatever. And then someone is like, did you know that California has like a population of like TK million? And the founding father's like, there's how many and what? Uh Uh-huh. And that's like exactly it's like um, our electoral college system is outdated. Our entire voting system is super outdated. I know it. 
Like my favorite. Go ahead. It just doesn't make sense. My favorite meme was it's the Hillary Coney Barrett side by side, where it's Coney Barrett says I'm an original originalist, <laughs> and Hillary says uh, original. It's in the original Constitution, women aren't even mentioned, let alone have the right to vote or become a fucking judge. So I don't know what the fuck you think you're doing. There's a point. I mean, that's a sharp ass point right there. Like stiletto in your eyeball. Sharp <laughs> point. Goddamn handmaiden. Under his eye, girl. Oh my god. Creepy. I know. All right. Want to talk about something else that's really creepy? Yeah, go for it. Keith Raniere. Oh, yeah. He is a creeper. Super creep. Super creep. And not a good way. Yow. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm feeling myself today. 120 years in prison for this pedophile, sex trafficker, cult leader, and all around weirdo. Mm -hmm. Great. So at his sentencing, if you recall, back when we did our episode... There were those two girls, two Mexican girls that he kept basically, the, the, their parents gave the kids to the, the cult mm-hmm. and the cult took their papers away and held them hostage. Remember, one of them was held in a closet for two years. Yeah. And the other uh, was systematically abused and raped by Ranieri for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Camilla is the youngest of the two, and she was the one that he systematically abused and raped. She didn't testify at his trial. Her sister mm-hmm. did. But she got up and did a victim impact statement at his wow. sentencing. And it was, like, I'm not going it's, 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 to... It's so emotional, and I got really choked up reading about this. She was 13 when she arrived in Nexium. Mm-hmm. On her parents' wishes, because if you any if, if the rest of us have been watching those documentaries, you know he has like this weird enclave down in, I think it's Mexico City. Yeah, I'm not sure. it's like uh, Mexican elites too. Yeah, super elites. Um, she was he was grooming her and taking her out on those weird night walks and keeping her weight down. And then when he raped her, he, of course, just like any other pedophile, you can't tell anybody. It's special. You got to keep it quiet. He was 45 and she was 15 when they first, when he first forced himself on her. I don't want to call it had sex because that's what this article says. And that's not what it was. Um, yeah, it was rape. She's 15. Whether it was forcible or not, she can't consent. But I, I think it was forced. He's 45. He's 45. Maybe if he was like 18. in high school with her. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, I hate him. I hate him so much. I know. I know. So, um, vice.com put out a great article today at 205 about her statements as a victim impact statement. And it's really powerful and very moving. And I urge everybody to read it. And 
I was talking to my, um, she's also now in her 30s, mm-hmm. Camilla is. So that's how long it took her to get justice. And you can imagine the fear and PTSD and emotional trauma and all that shit that she has to deal with. 15 years of abuse. Um, my mom and I were talking about this and she's like, why is it that uh, a guy that Charles's whole family gets 40 years and Keith Ranieri gets 120. What makes him more dangerous? Those are both pretty bad things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a family and I earlier, hey, Chris Watts, we're talking about you. Yeah. Family and I are, are really fucked up, but there's something more sinister about a guy like Ranieri who can get women to do his bidding. Yeah, I mean, cult leaders are bad news. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. they are just so good at manipulation. And I think that in cases like people like Keith Raniere, they're not going to stop. Oh, no. They're not going to stop. They're like pathological or something. I don't... I, th- I mean, on a different level than, say, Chris Watts. I mean, he was just yeah. a blow- full-blown narcissist who thought it would be easier to kill his family and he could get away with it because, you know, they never get away with it. I don't know. Like, you're not... I mean, Ranieri's also, you know, he's not a dumbass. He's incredibly smart. He's not a 287 IQ smart because I don't think such a thing fucking exists. So if you ever believe that, then you're also a fool not to put anybody down. But where's the bullshit meter? We're going to get hate mail from Mensa. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) Those Mensa people better have a bullshit meter, too. I'm not sure they do. That's my point. <laughs> Some guy tells you I I created this science and I am I was a jujitsu champ at eight and I was I played like piano like Rachmaninoff at ten. And I'm like, I saw you playing that piano on that video, sir. You are no Rachmaninoff, I will add. It's funny. Go fuck yourself. Um, yeah. So, also, uh, a little side note about Allison Mack, Mm -hmm. who's currently awaiting sentencing on sex trafficking charges. She's currently enrolled in UC Berkeley, and uh, the other students ain't so comfortable with attending classes with a sex trafficker. Oh, well. Yay, Brander. I can't believe that they wouldn't just kick her out when the charges... Oh, she enrolled while she was on house arrest. That's crazy. I know. Some in student learning, some Zoom calls, all students are like, I don't. And one of the class, hang on, what, let me tell you what some of the classes were. I had just had them. Criminal here. Justice 101 or something? Oh, no, it's worse than that. It's worse. Th- here it is. It's worse than that. It is. Gender, sex, and power. Mm. And another class entitled The History and Practice of Human Rights. Did her, like, lawyer tell her to take those classes? I don't know. 
um, some of the people in the classes were like, you are a sex trafficker. None of us want to talk about gender, sex, and power, personal experiences with a woman who goes around branding her initials on other women. Yeah. Yikes. Mm-hmm. That's so gross. She got the exemption by the court in 2018 that allows her to go to school, work, and attend church, which I'm sure she's doing. Oh, so she's going to go to school just so she can get <laughs> house. Well, I guess, but most of these are Zoom classes. She did go into class, a couple of classes. She got kicked out of going to in-person classes, and now she got kicked off the Zoom classes, too. Wow. Even though she's currently still enrolled. Cool. Way to go, UC Berkeley. Way to go. I guess at least they're taking money from her and maybe putting it towards scholarships for sex trafficking victims. Uh, yeah. <sighs> yep. So that was interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't have any. I don't have anything to say about that. It's like, who the fuck is telling you what to do, girl? Are you? Are you still yeah. that? else because that's not a good look for you yeah it ain't cute are you still that fucking stupid (laughs) do you are you trying to work out the gender sex and power issues that you lived in for a while then go to therapy don't go to (laughs) uc berkeley yeah no kidding those poor students i can't even imagine i didn't even go into the reddit threads but um yeah there was a whole article on that. Uh, mm-hmm. um, well, I just have one very, very, very small thing, and then I'm ready to call it an episode. Okay. Um, which is, did you see that the Trump campaign website got hacked? <laughs> no. Was it by who oh, was you it didn't? By? Who was it? Uh, well, it's clearly Russian interference. Um, let me see. So it has like this like FBI thing and it says this site was seized. The world has enough fake news spread daily by President Donald J. Trump. It's time to allow the world to know the truth. And then, um, it's like, it's like today's the day the whole world can decide if they want to know the truth or not. It says, yes, share the data. No, do not share the data. And you're supposed to, like, send an email address to this thing. Don't do it. I know. It's a, it's a scam. And so TechCrunch reported that it's a scam to collect cryptocurrency um, as determined by the, um, like, the email, whatever, forensic, digital IP but, things. But I don't entirely believe that. I think that there's probably a foreign power who is um, hiring out these firms because there are entire companies in different countries that you can pay money and they'll just hack people. Mm-hmm. That's like what they do. They're like um, like scammy telemarketers, <laughs> but for the internet. Yeah. And so I think that this is like a pretty clear, like even when you're reading it, it's like, it's like bizarre because they're using um, like Trump language, like Trump speak, right. but they're pretending it's from the left. 
And I'm like, that's actually kind of smart because people who are going to believe in these conspiracy theories, like QAnon people, are going to think that it is like Democrats hacking and like the language will feel familiar to them, you know. And so it's like stoking these like conspiracies when really I personally think that this is um, foreign interference and they don't care who wins. They just want chaos. Yeah, they're just still in chaos. Well, also, honestly, the people that are believing conspiracy theories, the critical thinking has left the building. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no, like, if you really believe in a lot of those conspiracy theories, your your synapses aren't connecting for in your, in the section of the critical thinking part of your brain. It doesn't happen. Like, it's like, I, that's, look, it's just like, it, no, it's just, it's just, computer says no. It's not to say that there aren't crazy things going on out there. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying sex trafficking isn't a fucking thing. We just had a whole little segment on it. I totally agree that it is. I don't think it's being shipped out. Trafficking. That's what we are stuffing children into cats. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Seriously. Just to end on a note Uh, with um, raised blood pressure. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything nice to say about that. So I think I'll just stop right there. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. I said enough for today about that. I'm just so. I don't know. Are you gonna watch the election? Are you gonna watch the election, or are you just gonna like read the updates on your phone as they come in? I don't know. I haven't. Or or are you going to text me? Are you watching the election? What's I'm happening? I'm going to text you. Are you watching the election? What's happening? That's my <laughs> favorite way of consuming the political news, the debates, etc. Because <laughs> you will let me know. <laughs> I will let you know. Nothing important yet. All right. Well, and, I think uh, I've got to get going. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Uh, you know where to find me. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Shake, 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 Sinora. Shake your body liner. Shake, 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 Sinora. Shake it all the time. Sinora, work your body liner. Work, 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 Sinora, work it all the time. My girl's name is Sonora. I tell you, friends, I adore her. And when she dances, oh brother, she's a hurricane in all kinds of weather. Jump in the line, rock your body on time.